Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of Laces Out. Jared Bailey, Kurt Homster with you as always. Uh, I'm in a special guest today. Um, we are being joined by Panthers cornerback Troy Pride. Troy, thank you so much for joining us today. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me, for sure. Yeah, we appreciate the time. We know you're uh, you're a busy guy with the uh, off season now. Now that you got a full NFL season under your belt, so getting ready to go here in uh, in this this off season, your first off season with full off season with the Carolina Panthers. What's kind of been your uh, your routine here? Uh, are you working out with some teammates, maybe some some other guys in the league? What, what, what's going on now? Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of it, especially for me, was, you know, just one-on-one training at first, um, just being around the facilities, uh, making sure that, you know, I'm doing the right things to, you know, be the best that I can. But now I've uh, started to move a little bit more to, yeah, training with some guys. So I'm actually right now with one of my former teammates, Dante Vaughn, up in California, getting some good work in. So compare this offseason to last offseason, because obviously last offseason, the pandemic there was a lot of virtual meetings, virtual everything. How has it been to actually be able to get, you know, uh, different mini camps, OTAs and stuff in compared to last season where it was kind of up in the air? It's just definitely crazy um, to, to have some like sort of normalcy. It's weird for me because, like you said, I came in during a pandemic. I'm doing virtual meetings where. I didn't, you know, meet my coaches, meet my fellow teammates until the day that we were going to training camp. So, oh wow, <laughs> that's yeah, that's like super interesting. We we've got a lot more time to really learn everything and get everything done. So it's been good. Good, and I mean, you know, you said mentioned your your coaches there. You know, Carolina's got a, got a new era going on here. You know, Ron Rivera's on, on to new better things, and now you're looking at Matt Rule and headed into year two here. Uh, you know. Maybe not, maybe not the record that, that you guys were hoping for, but it seems like you know the team has something here, and it seems like Matt Rule is, is the perfect fit for that. So, what's kind of been your your takeaway from Matt Rule? You know, you going from playing at Notre Dame to now playing in the NFL with a with a great head coach like Matt Rule. What's kind of been his maybe coaching style, maybe a different style, or just how he's been uh, so far in Carolina? I mean, I would describe him as passionate. Obviously, he loves his game. He loves Obviously, like the competition aspect of it, he wants to be the best in everything he does, and I, you can respect that from a competitor. Um, definitely a fiery guy, you know. He'll he'll get after. He wants to, you know, outwork everybody, and that's a, that's always the plan. That's when you've got the head man, you know, moving that way. It's just gonna, you know, build a team that's like that ex- exactly and truly, you know, just some competitive warriors. You know, being down in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, obviously the Panthers staff was uh, part of that week. And just being, you know, in the virtual press conferences with Matt Rule, he seems like a guy that you want to play for. Would you kind of classify him as a, a player's a player's coach, quote unquote? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you can definitely, um, you know, put him in that in that realm. Just because, I mean, he's very personable. Um, yeah, you, I mean, you just talk to his former players and guys that have been with him; they love him. Um, and he's obviously, you know, has success where he's gone. So, you know, winning breeds people like me. <laughs> <laughs> now. Talk to me about what we'll do a little season preview preview here for uh, 2021 because this defense that you're a part of is a, a young core. Um, you know, Carolina went pretty defensive heavily in the draft last year. Uh, they go out, they get J.C. Horn for a little competition for you this year. It's a it's a fun defense and a, an exciting defense for the future here. I mean, your fellow draft mate Jeremy Chin too. Tell me about these guys. Tell me about this defense going forward here. Maybe where maybe where you're going to slot in here and, and how they're going to be and how they're going to play out for this now 17 game season that we got coming up. Shoot, man, I'm excited. Um, truly, just you know, seeing the young piece that we have. I mean, yeah, we're young, but shoot, you guys, you got guys like Brian Burns that are stepping into their own, being you know, 
defensive player of the year candidates. You got Jeremy Chin, like you talked about in my class. Derek Brown's done wonderful things. Etor Gross Matos. I mean, you're adding pieces like Morgan Fox, Hassan Reddick. Um, still with Shaq Thompson, with Dante Jackson, adding J.C. Horn, Justin Burt. Like the the list goes on and on. Even I mean, the young guys like Kenny Robinson, Miles Hartsfield, like all of us, Sam Franklin. Just it's just so much like passion, so much energy, so much you know good things that are going to come to the defense because we're going to work hard, we're going to put in the work, we're going to make sure that you know we know and do our job. We're going to make sure that mm-hmm. we are just playing together and playing, having fun. Really, that's the benefit of having you know young guys that can just move around and, and really just make stuff happen you know all offseason long I've talked about that the Carolina Panthers this season are going to be a team that's playing meaningful football in December not just because your defense but the offense got better too and on offense there is a new captain of the ship with Sam Darnold coming in and uh, replacing Teddy Bridgewater how has Sam been um, adapting to this new culture how has he been in camp and everything uh, wh- what have you made of uh, Sam so far I think that he's fully embraced it. I think that you know he's done a good job of you know just coming in and being ready to work and, and taking his lumps, but also you know fighting back and being the guy that he is. You know, very athletically gifted. You know, but still knowing that you know just like everyone else, you've always got something to work on. You've always got you know tools to perfect, and he's done that. I mean, he's put in the work, like I said. So um, I'm just excited, like I said, get to training camp with them, really get a chance to like compete with them, like go against them, you know, make make plays against them, have them make plays, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, just, just get to the season and have a great season with them as well. Now, I always like to ask, ask players, you know, obviously the, the answer you always want to, you always want to compete and everything, but for you as a player, I mean, this off season that the team brings in JC Horn, they, they bring in AJ Bouye. They have, they have some competition for you. And what does that do for you? You know, obviously every day you want to grind, you want to get better, you want to be the best. But what's your mindset? I mean, I, I'm always interested to just hear from the guys what, what they think going in saying, wow, this is some good talent in front of me, but I'm going to be better than them. I mean, I'm a DB, so you know I'm you know, the most competitive, obviously <laughs> the best athletes in the field. So with like saying that, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously competing to be out there, to be the guy, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm perfecting tools in my game, trying to be better every day. And, yeah, you say – I mean, that's like a cliche answer, but it's the truth. I mean, you know that there's talent in there, and that's the best part about it. Like, you know, to, to get, you know, the best competition, that's what, that's the only thing you could want. I would never want to go against someone that, you know, you just know you're better than or you just know that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You just – the competition aspect, you know, like when he makes plays, I want to make plays. When they, when they make plays, if I'm not making plays, you know, I don't think I should be out there. So – with that, I mean, it's just going to breed even better practices. And then, you know, the way you practice is the way you play. So you know, I'm getting better at practice every day now. You know, the game comes around. And whenever my opportunity comes, it's going to be um, meaningful to play. All right. Two-part question here, because being a defensive back, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you enjoy talking a little bit of smack on the field. Is that is that a fair <laughs> assumption? <laughs> hey, absolutely. I mean, that's what we do. And then now – Building off that question, how is it compared to, you know, in practice with your actual teammates compared to being in a game? Obviously, if you're in a game, yeah, you're going to talk a lot more to the other team. But like during training camp, during practice, does do things get a little bit chippy with your teammates? Of course. I mean, but that's how you know that, like, it's a good atmosphere. Like when camp days are obviously tough, dog days of camp, and you can really talk junk to the offense or have them talking junk to you, you know, uh, it just – like I said, it makes you want to go harder. Like, so last year we had an issue with when the offense scored, they would spike the ball. So they're spiking the ball, and obviously, like, that pisses you off. It's like, <laughs> well, you're not going to spike the ball in my face. So, you know, at that point now, it's like, okay, I'm going to do everything I can so that you don't score and you can't spike the ball. And, you know, that just goes back to, you know, talking junk or, you know, being the competitors that we are and knowing that, Hey, I, I don't want you to win any reps. And with that, you know, when I win, I'm going to tell you that I won so that you can get better so that you can win and try or, you know, all that. So it's just good. It's just good fun football. That's good stuff. I, I'm brothers fight. Siblings fight. That's how it goes. You know, you're a family. That's how it goes. But uh, I did see, I don't know if you guys saw, I did see a, a, an interview recently with Jalen Ramsey and they, uh, he was asked, you know, the toughest guys that he has to face and the toughest guys to game plan for. And, I want to ask you because 
you're in you're in a tough division when it comes to wide receivers. I mean, you got to go up. Well, not not this coming year, but last year you had to go up against Julio, and you had to go up against Calvin Ridley twice a year. You had to go up against uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans twice a year. You know, you've only been in the year once now, but so far through your through your career, what's the hardest guy you've had to face? Maybe even just the hardest guy your teams had to game plan for. Jeez, I mean, so yeah, you talk about the division, like it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, it, it, it's amazing because, like you said, like if you can thrive in this division, you can probably thrive anywhere. But for me, man, you know, I, seeing Devontae Adams last year, it was ridiculous. Like just the guy could do it all basically, you know, super quick at the line, good catch radius, great routes, good feet, you know. But, I mean, so I, I, will, I will put him up there in that category. We, we obviously saw D-Hop last year. Shoot, I mean, just you guys, you guys had a you had a tough schedule last year because the Chiefs were on that <laughs> schedule too. Now you got the Bucks twice. Then, I mean, geez. So then, yeah, you then you see Calvin, you know, and he had, <laughs> he had a career year. Uh, you talk about Julio, who is you know the, one of the best probably ever. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown sneaking yep. in there. It's like G. Gronk, like. <laughs> and then I mean, we didn't even get to see Michael Thomas, but you know yep. that he's like still the guy. So mm-hmm. you know. um it's a lot of great competition. I mean, it's a lot of great dudes that you got to plan for. You got to be on your, you know, tip top shape, or you can get embarrassed out there. So that's <laughs> that's a fun thing about it. And sticking with the division, though, I mean, how do you guys feel going into this year compared to a tough division like the NFC South? Because it is full of talent. It is full of very good players. Uh, but Carolina has gotten much better this offseason. How do you guys feel going into this year compared to last year? I mean, we we, we always feel confident. I mean, but you know, it's confidence, but then putting the work into you know, get to where you want to be. Um, you know, this is a this is an all star league. You know, everyone's good, but you know the, the things that separate you are those details. Uh, you know, the, the training camp days getting better. At that one percent, like really, that one percent is like for real because you know everyone's got talent, everyone's got high expectations, but you know, the guys actually do it. The teams actually make it happen are the ones that getting that one percent better and doing the things that um, are different. Truly. No, I got last thing I got for you before I let you go. I, I was talking, I talked to you about the the secondary earlier, but have you, you know, have have you guys kind of meshed already? I mean, J.C. Horn coming in, arguably one of the best corners in this past draft. Have you guys, you know, you're already family. You guys already just together, ready for this season, ready to go. See, I think that's the good thing about you know having this offseason and being able to have OTAs and stuff. That yeah, we have talked, we've, we've gotten to know each other. You know, AJ has come in and be a, a, a real vet, a real guy that, you know, the groups, you know, gathered around. Um, we've got guys that came back last year that, you know, we've just all you know, came together and really, you know, made this thing a true unit, which we didn't get a chance, chance to last year. You know, no excuse, but, I mean, we just – it was a COVID year. You know, we were sitting here virtually trying to, you know, chat and have conversations, but it's not the same in person. But, yeah, we've got a chance to be in person – Got a chance to get together, so I mean, yeah, I mean, those guys are are great, and I can't wait to compete with them and against them at the same time. All right, Troy. Before we let you go, I'll make you the same bet that I made Stephen Nelson last year. If you get a pick six this year, you can bookmark this. I will tag you. I will shotgun as many beers as you want me to in celebration of you, my friend. So, hey, get ready then, because I mean, let's see. I mean, I'm number 25, so. Hey, I know. Hey, I know where you long, are. As long as it's not week 15 against my Buffalo Bills, do it every other week. I don't care. <laughs> hey, look, I, mean, I, I know you might like the Buffalo Bills if you're going off the tables, but shoot. <laughs> so you got to well, make me a bet, too. Like, like I said, this pick six thing is ridiculous, so. Kurt, I made him a bet. You got to make him a bet, too, especially yeah, on Buffalo. Yeah, something. Um, what do you want? I mean, I'm, I'm Bill's Mafia. What do you want? I'll do anything. I'll jump through a table. I'll do what you want, Troy. You, you yeah, just got to yeah, give me that pick I, six. I, I want to see you go through a table, too. I want to definitely you got it. love to see that. Just All right, you got so, it. So just to clarify, that's if you get a pick six against Buffalo, correct? I'm saying all year, all year long. All year? Okay. Pick six. All year. Pick okay. six. I'll, all year. I'll tag you in a video. I'll do it for you. Oh, you got it. Mark my okay. words. Beautiful. So, appreciate all right. you, gentlemen, for having me. Thanks, Not a Troy. problem, mate. Thank Good you for joining us. Good luck. Thank you. And that wow, is we got uh what what did we get ourselves into here, pal? We uh <laughs> I don't know. I, I like it though. I, I'm I'm hoping for the best for him. I mean, like I said, I brought up their secondary. They got a sneaky defense. They're a young defense, they are young, but they got a sneaky defense, and they are a team on the rise, which in the near future, I would say near future, could be a dangerous team, I think. 
I mean, I've said it all season long. They're going to be playing meaningful football in December. You know, mm-hmm. you, you look at what they've built, you know, Troy just listed every member of their defense. <laughs> um, but it's a good defense now. I mean, Brian Burns is very good. They bring over Hassan Reddick from Arizona after they decided to sign J.J. Watt instead of Hassan Reddick. A.J. <laughs> Bouye comes in. Um, Troy is there. You know, J.C. Horn. Like, this is a defense. It was very defensive heavy last year in the draft because they yep. needed it. And yep. all, a lot of these young guys really came to play. They played very well. Um, and then you bring in Sam Darnold, you bring in, um, uh, I, I just blanked on who else they brought in on offense, but DJ Moore is going to be in the slot. Robbie Anderson outside. They drafted another receiver and it's escaping my head right now. What his name is. I am pulling uh, up the depth chart. As yeah. Speak. They brought in shy Smith, David mm-hmm. Moore. They got DJ Moore. They got Robbie Anderson. They got a nice team. And yeah. Christian McCaffrey when went healthy, maybe the we best didn't even mention Christian football. McCaffrey yet. We didn't mention Christian McCaffrey <laughs> once in that entire interview, <laughs> mind you. So that's all right. Yes. He, he plays on the defense. Christian's on the offense. We'll we'll get Christian on the show. Christian, if you're watching, and we know you are, we'll, we'll, we show you love. Don't worry. You are, you know, Derry Sanders. You are more than welcome to come on the show anytime that you would like. So. But no, Carolina is going to be, you know, I don't have them as a playoff team this year, but I do have them right in the mix. I had them at eight and nine. I think they're going to be playing meaningful football down the stretch. And it's, they're going to be a fun team, man. They're going to be competitive week in, week out and a division where, you know, Tampa Bay, yes, they're the cream of that crop, but I don't think Atlanta's going to be as good. I mean, I'd say as good as like they were good last year. I don't think Atlanta's going to be good. I don't think New Orleans is going to be good. I, I think Carolina has a very strong case to be number two in this division and make a push for a wild card spot, you know, down, you know, week 15, 16, 17. Well, I mean, we can we can use this as a nice little segue to uh, start our little division talks. Last last episode, we did a little breakdown of the AFC North and the AFC East. Let's talk about the NFC because the NFC is obviously the weaker, weaker conference compared to the AFC, um, which I think is why Carolina could have a shot maybe a long shot, but like you said, I think they'll be playing meaningful football just because the NFC isn't as strong. And I, I mean, Tampa Bay, yes, they're, they're the number one seed. They should be, they will be pretty much all year. The number two maybe isn't that clear cut. Um, you know, you can, you can make an argument for new Orleans, but it depends on what we're getting with Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, whoever they decide to play more. Uh, if Carolina, I don't know. I I like the idea of if you're putting out a bet, Sam Darnold, comeback player of the year, maybe. Um, you know, I think I think maybe the easy choice is Saquon Barkley. But Sam Darnold with that offense, with a good defense, with a competent head coach, it's it's doable. And I don't think it's too far fetched to say that the Carolina Panthers could finish second in that division. Yeah, I don't either. And um you know, I did you know the game by game thing, but can you pull up Carolina's schedule and we can kind of I go, sure, yeah. you know, a little bit of uh, the notable games like we did on the last show? I, uh, I I mentioned with Troy saying that they had a tough schedule last year. They really last did. year was yeah. Uh, here's the thing with that though, they were in a lot of those games. I mean, they yep. were in it with Kansas City. They were in it a few times with New Orleans. Like the, mm-hmm. they weren't you know ever blown out by a trillion points by one of these things. Yep. Like they held their own. So. You know, a few of those go the different a different way. You know, we're looking at Carolina's being you know seven nine eight and eighteen. Mm-hmm. All right, so I got their schedule here. Yep. Lots of winnable games. Um, they are they are playing the NFC East this year, so that's a winnable division. Uh, so let's see. Week one, we start off. We all know. We all know. Sam Darnold revenge game against the Jets. The New York Jets. <laughs> and I, I think they do win that. I think that Carolina wins that. Okay. Week two, New Orleans at home for the Panthers. Two and out. 2 and 0 he says week 3 at Houston 3 and 0 uh week 4 the Dallas Cowboys I'm going to say it's a loss at, at I'm going to say it's 3 and 1 yeah like I think With that Carolina's the back. better I think Carolina's a better overall team I don't think they're going to start 4 and 0 so in Dallas, that's yeah. That's a fair in one Dallas, idea. with Dak coming back his revenge season. Uh yeah. all right, week 5 Philadelphia in Carolina 4 and 1. Okay. Week 6 versus Minnesota uh, four and two. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I think Minnesota's Minnesota's another sneak. Minnesota's up. offense is yep. very good. Their defense will get a little bit better this year. So I'll give Minnesota week seven at the New York Giants. I think that's a loss. I think it's a loss too. Uh, I think the Giants are going to be they're they're my seventh seed in the in yep. the NFC. So I'll say four and three. Week eight at Atlanta. That's a win. Five and three. That's a win. Uh, week nine versus New England. 
Mm. That's another win. I'm going to say that's a loss. I, I just think that's a, that's a game that could be easily split. I think you could make an argument either way there. Uh, you can. No, I'm not. Week, I'm second three. <laughs> week 10 at Arizona. I'm going to say that's a loss. I'm going to say that's a loss. Yeah. So week six 11, and four to me right now. Yep. Week 11 versus Washington. Six and five. Week 12 at Miami. Oh, that's my. a sneaky game. That. Week 12, by week 12, we're already going to know what two is. We're going to know if he's the guy. We will. We're going to know if we he's will. not the guy. If Sam Darnold's playing well, they might march into Miami and just make it their own. Here's the thing. like I love Miami's secondary. I mean, obviously, with mm-hmm. Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. But their front seven, I mean, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's not great. I Overall, on paper, I like Carolina's defense more, and I definitely like their offense more. So I, I think it's very doable that Carolina gets a 7-5 there. This this seems like one of those games where it's Carolina was just too inexperienced. Carolina was too young. You know, Not that Miami is the veteran team in that, that matchup, but it just seems like you know, Carolina is going to be that team that's going to win some surprising games maybe, but they're also going to lose the games that maybe they should have won. Um, yeah. This is another toss-up game, I think. Week 13, they got their bye. Week 14, Atlanta. Do we I don't think they're going to beat them. No, yeah. no, I think that they'll lose one. So I'll say seven and six at that right. point for them. Week 15 versus Buffalo. Watch what you say. Seven and seven. <laughs> week 16 at – oh, they have – okay. Week 16 – the stretch Tampa, gets brutal. <laughs> week 16 is Tampa Bay. Uh, so Seven and eight. Week 17 at New Orleans. I don't think they're going to sweep New Orleans either. That the end of the year is going to be a killer. Mm. Here's the thing: I won't be I won't be surprised if they sweep New Orleans. If if they are if if they are still in a position because it would be week 17, it'd be January 2nd. If they are still in a, you know, their their name pops up when they show the playoff race, Mm -hmm. they might win that game. But again, they might be inexperienced. I don't know. That's in New Orleans. Then week 18 at Tampa Bay. So they go. Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. That is a tough final four games. That is horrendous. <laughs> yeah, who'd they piss off? My yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why the schedule makers gave them Tampa Bay two, twice in three yeah, weeks. Yeah, anyway, that is a very weird way to break down into <laughs> you know divisional games. Just, all right, week 16 and 18. Yeah, that is uh, – they definitely have a lot of winnable games. There's some that could go either way. Mm-hmm. I think – Minimum, they're a seven and ten team. Maximum, they're a nine and eight. Yeah, maybe yep. ten and seven. You know, if the off all the stars align. Um, but no, I do like Carolina. I think they're not a playoff team this year. I think next year they sneak their way in. Like I said, I mean, if everybody could stay healthy, you know, we saw Christian McCaffrey miss most of last season, and that really hurt. I mean, he is he is their offense, and now that Sam Darnold is coming in, they'll be able to pass a little bit more, and they have some good weapons, but. It'll be nice if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, but like I said, I uh, I kind of like the the Sam Darnold comeback player of the year. Maybe, just maybe. I do. Yeah, no, he's. I think he's definitely going to be in the conversation. So, uh, all right. So, are, are we in agreement that Atlanta's finishing fourth in that division? Yes. Oh, are we? Hold on. Let me. Uh, let me are check. You, pick, are you picking me check. New Orleans over? Wow. I I think I have to I have to put Atlanta there. They just yeah lost. yeah they just I put. Lost one of the best players of all times and, and Julio Jones. And maybe he's not the most dominant right now, but that hurts. Calvin Ridley's a great, a rising superstar in this league, but Matt Ryan's another year older. That defense really did not get much better. I, I can't see putting them above anybody else. Yeah, no, I have New Orleans finishing 7-10. and 10. I have Atlanta finishing 5-12. and 12. Um, Look, Atlanta offensively, It'll be similar to last year. I mean, Julio isn't there anymore, but Calvin Ridley is very capable of being a wide receiver one. They bring in Kyle Pitts, still have Hayden Hurst. Don't know who the hell is going to run the ball for him. Sounds like Mike Davis is going to be the guy. Um, but they have weapons on offense. It's, again, defensively. It's Grady Jarrett. It's second-round pick Richie Grant. And I was so upset when he went to Atlanta because I wanted him to go to a system where he could just step in and be you know, another piece to a really good defense. But um, those – I mean, they drafted a few guys last year. A.J. Terrell's there. Um, but uh, nothing that jumps there. out, nothing there's that nothing jumps out there. at you that scares you when you're when you're game planning to play the Atlanta Falcons, your offense really shouldn't be scared to go up against that defense. No, honestly. that is so. that is a fact. So yeah, I think Tampa Bay um, will win the division. I think that's fair to say. Followed by Carolina, New Orleans, 
Atlanta. All right. oh, give me one second, homie. I think I think Jared's dog is uh, begging to get taken out, or maybe he just had an accident on the floor. I don't know. Well, let's get the let's get the load on here. Did uh did your dog just have an accident on the floor? No, I was just pulling oh. my door shut because he ran in. I, th- I was really not hoping, but I thought it was going to be really funny if he had an accident while we were uh, no. doing a live show. But no, that wasn't what happened. I was just closing the door to make sure that no shenanigans occurred. Aha. Okay. Smart move. All right. Yeah, try. We got that division locked down. Let's uh, let's move on. We we like to do two division breakdowns a show now. So yeah, I'm glad that we started doing this. Move to the NFC East, a very 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 interesting division because last year it was the worst division in football, and this year uh, I don't know. I don't think it'll be that. I don't know if it'll be the worst division, but it it won't be super pretty either. I don't think. No, I think that. If Aaron Rodgers isn't in Green Bay, I think the NFC North will be the worst division in football. Um, But even then, like if Rodgers is there, it's still a very top-heavy division. But no, I do think two playoff teams come out of the NFC East this year. Um, I think Washington, I have them going 10-7. and Um, The defense, there's not a weakness there. If you want to point to linebacker and say it's John Bostic, he's still a fine veteran that can be called upon. Um, They bring in uh, McCain at safety, so now they've got Landon Collins. Um, and was it Bryce McCain, um, yep. from or Bobby McCain? I can't remember which McCain he is. Um, at safety, cornerback, they bring a William Jackson to put alongside Fuller. The front four is incredible, and then offensively, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick now has a, a group of guys around him that is very admirable. So I like Washington a lot. Um, I don't know if they're going to win a playoff game because, you know, <laughs> by this measure, you know, by my playoff predictions, they would be facing the Seahawks, um, in the wild card round. Um, so it'll be a little bit tricky, but it would be in Washington. So, um, no, I think they're going to be a fun team, which is something that we haven't been able to say about them for a a while. Um, but I do like Washington a lot this year for both teams in this division that I think the overall agreement is it's going to be between the giants and the Washington football team Mm. comes down to the quarterback play. That's plain and simple at all. All it is both defenses, you know, I'll give the, I'll give the edge to Washington. Obviously I think Washington has a better overall defense, but for a complete team, it comes down to how the quarterbacks play Daniel Jones. We've said it so many times. He has no excuses this year. And what version of Ryan Fitzpatrick is Washington going to get? Um, he's he, we've seen him have the highest of the highs and we've seen him have the lowest of the lows. So it comes down to quarterbacks, and I think I like the Giants' offense a little bit more than I like the Washington offense, but I think I like the Washington mm-hmm. defense a little more than I like the Giants' defense. So they are very even teams, and they are going to be underrated games when they're on TV uh, because those are going to be <laughs> – This is the first time in a very, very long time that Giants and Washington is going to yeah. actually be, you know, almost must-watch football. And um, I think I'm going to watch those games. Those games are going to be fun because they're very evenly matched, and it's probably going to come down to Week 17. I mean, that's, that's probably – I would say I don't think – I don't see a team – locking up the division by week 16 17 it'll probably go down to the last week week 18 yeah it, it, it more than likely will and then you know dallas is still gonna be i don't think they're gonna be a playoff team i think they'll be in the hunt for you know till the end of the season i have them going eight and nine um i just don't dallas is just a dumpster fire like their defense their didn't defenses, get their defense yeah. didn't get any better like i like michael parsons they didn't need to take michael parsons they needed somebody in the secondary um, so they didn't draft entirely well. Their secondary is still not good. They're gonna Dak's gonna have to really carry this ship this year. And mm-hmm. um, you know, we saw that he can, you know, do that in a way with okay, I can throw for five hundred yards a game, but that doesn't mean we're gonna win. Yep. So they need they need to get him some help on the other side of the ball. But I think he is good to get them, you know, seven, eight wins and at least keep them competitive. Uh, I mean, like you said, I didn't really love their draft. Um, Micah Parsons was one of my favorite players in the draft. But to Dallas, I don't know. Because um, they they drafted Trayvon Diggs last year. I don't know if I, – I don't think he's going to be the number one corner. I, I don't, Maybe he'll line up as that. I don't know if he'll become the number one corner. Um, but I wouldn't – if I was Dallas, I would not want to put all my eggs in that basket. I just – 
their secondary is probably going to get torched. Their secondary mm-hmm. is is not great. Their front seven's okay. They still have Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, like we said, they have Micah Parsons. They still have Jalen Smith, Leighton Vanderesh. If he can stay healthy, yeah, their offense is going to score 40, 50 points at will because I do think that Ezekiel Elliott is going to have a, a bounce back year. Their offensive line isn't the dominant offensive line that we've seen in the past, but they're still going to score a lot of points. But I still I, – I don't see them overcoming a, a team like Washington or the New York Giants. I don't either. And, um, you know, that kind of takes us to the absolute toilet salad that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they're bad, Kurt. They're they really bad. Like they it are, is but you know what? I, they're bad, but I don't know if they have the worst quarterback in the league, uh, according to your standards. They you, do. You rank Jalen Hurts as the the very the very last quarterback in the NFL. Well, no, 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 not in the NFL. Just in my top oh, thirty-five. They're okay. worse. Okay, fair. Mason Rudolph right. is worse than Jalen Hurts, probably. I'm glad that you can admit that. Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> no, in terms of in terms of starters, he's I think he's the worst in the NFL. Um, he he's a poverty-stricken man's Lamar Jackson, and to which yes, he's fun to watch run around, but he's even worse at throwing the ball than Lamar Jackson is, and that's not good. <laughs> Um, hey, what so, about they got they got elite talent and and uh, Joe Flacco as his backup quarterback. I uh, dude, I I would not be surprised at all if Joe Flacco starting games by the end of the year. I wouldn't. I would I wouldn't not be surprised. But then, but then, how dumb does Philadelphia look for for giving up on Carson Wentz and saying, Jalen Hurts, you are our savior. Here's the keys to the. City. Oh, here's the thing. I don't think that it's ever been a case of their you know giving Jalen Hurts the the key to the city i think this is very much a let's see what we have if it doesn't work out we get sam Howell or spencer rattler if it does work <laughs> out then jalen's our guy for the future i by no means do i think they're committed to jalen hurts he's got this but, is basically his dress rehearsal to see if they believe in him long term but then why give up on carson once obviously you know the injuries aside and everything he still has you've seen the talent that you that he had and then he got hurt the head coach there was there seemed to be a separation there was a tear with the front office carson once Whatever was going on behind the scenes, th- there's a new regiment in there now. There's there's new faces, and I just think that Howie Roseman might might get egg on his face if Carson Wentz goes on and, and plays decently well, and they're benching Jalen Hurts halfway through the year. Oh, and he will, and a lot of this falls back on Howie because he's mm-hmm. handled this horrendously. Yes. Um, whether it comes down to the whole Doug Peterson thing, um, the whole power struggle that was going on behind the scenes there, trading Carson Wentz. If Jalen Hurst doesn't play well, yes, this is going to be a horrible look for Harry Roseman. Maybe it could lead to him being out of Philadelphia. I mean, I I just don't I don't see them being successful at all this year. I think they win a maximum of five games, and that's me being nice. Uh, they're going to be a top three. Uh, they're going to have a top three draft pick. It's going to be whether it's Howell or Rattler. Um, it's going to be a new quarterback next year, in my opinion, in Philadelphia. I, Jalen Hurts just isn't that guy, at least okay. I, 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 unless he very much proves me wrong, which he could. You know, I'm not saying he can't, but defensively, they're horrible. Offensively, yeah, they yeah. have no really good weapon. Like Devontae Smith, sure, um, but, but we, don't know. Receivers, we don't know. We don't know. Rookie wide do. receivers have been very hit and miss the past yes. few years. So um, even one that they took last year, this is the second straight year they've taken a wide yes. receiver in the first round because they took Jalen Rager and that didn't seem to work out all that well. Um, I, I just don't see it. I like Miles Sanders, yep. I like Boston Scott, friend of the show, Boston Scott. Um, I do not like Philadelphia whatsoever next year. I, I mean, I was just going to say too, is, you know, you can even, even if Jalen Hurts does prove you, prove you wrong and plays decently well, that defense is not going to play decently well. That, de- yeah. <laughs> that defense has, you know, that I feel bad because Fletcher Cox has been there forever and he's been a, a very good player for them. Brandon Graham's still there. Darius Slay is still there. But other than how about that for Darius Slay, though? Like he gets out of Detroit, thinks he's going to be on a you know solid team in Philadelphia. And now he's just on like the diet Detroit. Like this yeah. is basically what Philadelphia is right now. Is mm-hmm. you know, when Chip Kelly was there and they were horrendous, um, it seems to be we're going down that same rabbit hole in Philadelphia of the Sam Bradford Philadelphia Eagles. Ouch. So Ouch. I don't know. That's a dark era for Eagles fans. I hope none of them are listening. Well, we hope you are listening, but we're sorry. I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening, Vic. (laughs) Yeah, Vic. Yeah. Um, So are we in agreement that the Eagles are finishing last in that division? Yes. Yeah, I have them going 4-13. Okay. 
So, wait, I do you have Washington winning? I'm trying to remember. Yes. Yeah, Washington okay. ten and seven, yep. Giants nine and eight, Dallas eight and nine, Philadelphia four and thirteen. I'm kind of torn. I love, love, love Washington's defense, but I really liked how the Giants were playing down the stretch last year, and I don't really love Daniel Jones. I've made that very vocal for however long we've been doing this podcast, but. <laughs> Danny boy, if you can't get it done with those pieces you have around you, you got a serious problem, my friend. And I think the Giants will be looking for a new quarterback if he can't get it done. So I'm kind of leaning. I don't know. I'm kind. I want to lean towards the Giants a little bit, but I think by the time the season rolls around, I will probably switch my switch my pick and take Washington. I think. But for now, I think I'm going to pick the Giants just to go against you. Just. For why not? No, the Giants this season are going like this is going to be a very telltale season for them. If Daniel Jones plays well, if they can get into the playoffs, then I think you know Dave Gettleman, Joe Judd say, all right, you know, we gave him some help and he, you know, he backed it up and he played well. If he doesn't, I think that they could be in a situation similar to Philadelphia where, all right, do we need to find a new guy? Because mm-hmm. right now this just isn't working. We gave him all the help that we gave him Saquon Barkley. We signed Kenny Galladay. We have Darius Slayton. We have Sterling Shepard. We signed John Ross. We signed Kyle Rudolph. We have Evan Ingram. Defensively, they're very stout. What else do you want? What else do we need to do? So, yeah, I think that this is going to be the end all be all for Daniel Jones in 2021. Do you want to run through the Giants' schedule here? Because there are some very, yes, very intriguing games. To. I, I didn't I, I didn't look at it before we started this, but now I'm looking at it right now, and it's there's a lot of so so iffy games that are going to be very close and very fun to watch. So All right. we start week one at home against the Denver Broncos. Right away, I don't know like I don't, that that Denver defense. Uh, we don't know who's going to be at quarterback. We don't know if it's going to be Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. But that Denver defense, we talked about it when we had our our defensive breakdown show. Maybe the best in the league. It very well could be. I mean, I have it number two behind Washington, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. argue too much with anybody that put them number one, at least on paper right now. Um, the thing here is, though, is which quarterback – I think it's just going to come down to, all right, which offense is going to make more mistakes Yeah, because both defenses are very good. Um, you said it's in Denver? No, 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 in, in, in New Jersey. In New Jersey? Okay, yeah. I, I might give the edge to the Giants just because it is at home. Yeah. Um, especially Saquon coming back. Hopefully yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's going to be, like there's going to, there's going to be a lot to play for for them. So I'll go ahead and say Giants. Okay. All right. Uh, week two, get it right away at Washington. Give it to me. Give uh, it to I'm going to say one and one. Uh, okay. Washington will win that. Week three, Atlanta. That uh, should be a win. Should be two and one. <sighs> Would you be totally surprised if Atlanta wins that game? Like it just seems like with all the hype coming in. That just seems like a game where it's going to be 16 to 10 and Daniel Jones throws a heartbreaking interception to Richie Grant and it's just going to (laughs) be poetic. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be necessarily surprised if they lost. I think that I don't think they should, but um, no, like there's very few instances that bring surprise like. If you're an elite team and you lose to a crap team, then yeah, that's a surprise. But like anytime we get into like that, okay, kind of good, kind of mediocre matchups, like it's not necessarily surprising. You know, things happen that I don't think will happen, but it's also Mm -hmm. not like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that. So no, it wouldn't surprise me necessarily if Atlanta won, um, but I think that the Giants should win. They should. Yes. All right. So moving on week four at New Orleans, I will say three and one. Okay. Week five at Dallas. Oof. Three and three and two. I think they'll lose to Dallas once. Okay. Uh, week six versus the Rams. I'm going to say it's a loss. Three and three. <laughs> uh, week seven versus Carolina. See, we already did. I say that Carolina will win that game. I, I already I forget. Don't remember? <laughs> we'll have to go back and listen. But that's it, that's one of the ones that are up in the air. It really yep, is. It is. Okay. Well, we'll just leave it as uh, we don't know yet. Okay. Week eight at Kansas City. Loss. That is a loss. Dude, that, see right there, that stretch, they could very easily lose, you know, three yep. to four straight. Uh-huh. All right, week nine versus Las Vegas. That's a win. Okay, week 10 is a bye. Week 11 versus Tampa Bay. I'm going to say that's a loss. So right now, they could be either five and five or four and six. And they are going to have a very 
friendly end to the season. Exactly. So week 11, Tampa Bay, that's a loss, we said. Week 12 versus the Eagles, that should be a win. That should be a win. So week five thir- and six-ish. Week 13 at Miami, same thing that we said with Carolina. We're going to know feel, what kind of tool we're going to get by then. I feel more confident. Do I, though? Now, here's the thing. I feel more confident in the Panthers' offense being better than Miami's offense. I feel more confident in the Giants' defense handling Tua. So I think yep, I'm more confident fair. giving the Giants a win here than I would be Carolina just because like, I like Carolina's defense a lot. Mm-hmm. I think those two are just more evenly matched. Um, I would, I would agree with that. I think I would pick it, pick the Giants in that game. Yeah, Week 14 against the LA Chargers. I will say that's a loss. Okay, week fifteen versus the Dallas Cowboys. Are they There's their win back. Okay, all right. Uh, week sixteen against the Eagles. That's a win. Week seventeen at the Chicago Bears. I think that's Justin, a win too. See, right here is where Fields, Justin Fields, coming. In. He'll that, probably be playing by week seventeen. Well, that's fine. He's a rookie and he's going up against a very good defense. No, fair, fair. <laughs> okay. So, this is the part of their schedule, though. You know, week 14 through yep. 18, like if they can go 3-1, and 4-0, that's mm-hmm. how they play their way in. Absolutely. Uh, then week 18, ooh, we get a good one against the Washington football team. Oh, they closed out the year together. I forgot about that. Yep. Oh. We, we, get it, we get it week two and week 18. That is beautiful. <laughs> Thank I, you, schedule makers. We appreciate that one. I think they go one and one with Washington. Honestly, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't match. think they're. I don't think either team is going to sweep the other. No. I think they'll split. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, right there, they could go three and one, four and zero oh down the stretch. Go around nine and eight. You know, mm-hmm. but before that, I mean, they could very easily be sitting at like a five and eight situation where they got to win out. And if they do, then they could play their way in. But yep. it is. Uh, it's going to be a telltale season for for Daniel Jones in the offense. Like the defense, I think is going to be good. They were last year, yep. Um, and they got better. I mean, they added a uh, Dory Jackson to their secondary, which is already good. You know, with Logan Ryan and Jabril Peppers. Um, so I I like I like the Giants' defense a very good amount, and um, it's just going to come down to can Daniel Jones deliver. And uh, I've how many times have I said I don't know, but. Let's just run through their offense for anybody that doesn't know because it is a quarterback's dream to have this offense. You have Saquon Barkley, who I might say is the best running back in football talent-wise when healthy. You have Kenny Galladay that you just brought in in free agency who was extremely underrated in Detroit. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, two guys that have been pretty consistent with the Giants even though they haven't had a great supporting cast. John Ross, maybe a change in scenery coming over from Cincinnati is going to help be, help him. Uh, he's always been the speedster. And then they draft Kadarius Toney, um, and they still have Evan Ingram. They still have Kyle Rudolph. That is a that is the definition of a stacked offense. It is. And, look, it, it's a prove-it year. And at the very least for John Ross, I think they use him as like a special teams guy. He'll get mm-hmm. you know some targets in that offense. But – I'm hoping for the best for John Ross because he had a lot of high hopes going into Cincinnati. He's a he's a seventh overall pick, I think. Yeah. Yep. From and with Cincinnati, so uh, hoping for the best for him to kind of turn his career around and uh, you know turn it into something that he would have liked. Because Cincinnati, yep. obviously, it just it wasn't working. All right, so let's see. I I'm leaning right now just because I want to go against you because it's fun. I'm saying the Giants are winning that division. You were saying Washington. We're both in agreement that the Eagles are going to finish last, and we have the Dallas Cowboys slotted in at number three. Yeah, the Eagles are just a toilet salad. They are not good. It is so bad. Um, I mean, like I said, I think this is going to be a one-and-done year for Jalen Hurts. I think he'll be a backup somewhere, maybe even in Philadelphia. I don't know. He could be the guy that goes into next year as a starter, um, and then once he starts playing like crap, either Sam Howell or Spencer Rattler or whoever the hell they draft, um, we'll take the job eventually. But um, yeah, there's not a whole lot to be excited about in Philadelphia right now. Um, but for uh, once, we can look forward to the NFC East. We can look forward to a Week 18 Giants-Washington football team matchup. I don't remember the last time we've been able to look forward to that. Maybe no. the RG3 years. Yeah, no, that's fair. But yeah, I mean, I hope that Fitzpatrick plays well. I hope that Washington, you know, does make a, a playoff run because they're great defense, fun offense. You know, Terry McLaurin's a stud. They bring in Curtis mm-hmm. Samuel. Antonio Gibson's very good. So I don't think there's going to be much that slows down Washington unless their quarterbacks just play that bad. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. We will have uh, every episode until the season comes around. We'll, we'll be breaking down different divisions. We broke down the AFC North and the AFC East in our last episode. So if you mix, miss that, check that out. But uh, I don't we haven't made the official announcement on, on our episode yet. So we got a new home, my friend. Yeah, we do. We are now part of the Believe Podcast Network. Um, which is exciting for us. You know, anybody who has followed this show for the last year and a half knows that it's been very much a two man job. Um, but the fact that, you know, we have you know a big enough audience uh, to be uh, brought onto the network is awesome. So that's a big thank you to everybody who's listened to us and watched us over the past year and a half. It means a lot to us. So thank you. Uh, but no, we are very excited to be a part of the Believe Podcast Network, um, which means we'll probably get, you know, a fun new logo. We'll get, you know, the Believe logo in our logo. So, hopefully, yeah, hopefully some uh, nice graphics of you and I we can do yeah, maybe some, yeah. some fun things with some some video and uh, other fancy technical stuff that we're not very good at. But now we have some people that can help us out, which is great. So, yeah, like it you is- said, we're we're super, super excited. A lot of big things coming from this Uh that will kind of be released once you know we figure everything out, go through all the paperwork and all that fun stuff. But yeah, we're we're very excited. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody that's supported, everybody that's helped and listened to us for five seconds or forty minutes. We love it. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Because you know, without people listening to us, um, we would just be two guys. <laughs> With a few things we'd like to say, yes, um, and so, listen. so we, so, we appreciate it. Us rambling on about who knows what in an off season, but yes, we exactly. Love it. So we do appreciate it very much. We're looking forward to being a part of the network. So, um, yeah, if you see a new little logo get released, if you see some you know new stuff coming from the show, um, it is you know, on the Believe Podcast Network, and we're very excited about it. But um, uh, without further ado, you know that has been. It's been a solid episode. What is it? Seventy now. Wow. Seventy. Wow. We're we're inching closer to one hundred. What do we What do we got to do for a hundred? Wow. Um, oh, I have an idea for episode one hundred. Don't oh, worry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You are you are the creative mind behind behind our uh, our little duo here. So I try. But but we can't thank Troy Pride enough for coming on our show, giving us some time. We know these guys are super busy, but he gave us some time as a great interview. So thank you, Troy. Thank you to all our guests who always come on. Uh, hopefully, we we might. I've been saying it. We're we're really trying. Anybody that that doesn't know, trying to get these guys on is is not easy. But uh, we appreciate it is a chore. <laughs> we appreciate any NFL agent or player that works with us, and uh, we'll get it figured out, and we'll get some more more guys on pretty soon, hopefully. Yes, this is. Uh... You know, people think that, okay, just DM the plant. That's not how it works. <laughs> no, no, I wish. I wish. <laughs> um, so, no, it is a little bit of a pain in the butt process, but there are very, there are some agents, agencies, and the players themselves that do make it a lot easier sometimes. Um, so the everybody who's come on the show has made it very easy for us, yeah. and we appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, um, last offseason, we had a lot of them on. A lot of that was because, you know, it was a lot easier in a pandemic year to get a hold of these guys when they weren't, you know, in we the midst of OTAs. training nobody, camp, nobody had anything to do. So we exactly. were all just talking football. <laughs> so, you know, we will keep trying to get more players on. Again, thank you to Troy Pride for coming on. It does mean a lot to us. Um, so, yes, uh, we will continue trying to get as many players on before training camp, which is, oh, my goodness, Kurt. Training camp for the Steelers, I believe, starts in eight days. <laughs> oh, my. Whoa. All right. That's what I like to hear. That is what let, I can't... let me look up the official date uh, yeah. because they are in the Hall of Fame game, so they report That's right. a week early. That is right. Okay, yeah, we are within a month of the Hall of Fame game now, too. We are, man, this off season. It to me, it kind of feels like this off season went pretty quick, but also at the same time, if I think about it, it feels like it is dragged on. So I cannot that... wait for actual football. Yeah, I know. And I told you this on the last show is that it feels like it's gone by relatively quick for me, like. It but at is, the same time, I feel like the Super Bowl was so long ago. I don't know. Okay, I lied. I thought it was eight days. It's actually two weeks. So <laughs> okay, a little off, but that's okay. <laughs> July twenty eighth. You're just too excited. I was too excited. Yeah, I mean, I saw. I was like, oh my goodness, July twentieth is almost here. So that means some good things. But yeah, fifteen days. Okay. But regardless, it's going well, by re- very glad quickly. Fact check that. I did. Yeah. No. So it's a good thing. But um, Kurt, where can they find you on Twitter? You guys can find me at Kurt, K-U-R-T, Hamaser, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R-88. 
<sighs> I don't know. I'll have to check when the Bills. Uh, I don't know the exact date, so don't ask me. But it's it's soon. It's got to be soon. Good. Steelers get the report a little early, but yes, we are getting closer to the the Bills taking the field. Seeing Josh Allen back out there, and I cannot wait, my friend. So follow along with me. We'll have some fun. Jarrett, where can they find you? You can follow, find me on Twitter at NFL. If you're watching this, there's a good chance you already did. Um, yeah, SI stuff, fan-sided. Um, just did a show last night uh, with the Cover One guys, which is a lot of fun. Um, they, they knew how to lure me in, and they did a very good job at it. Um, with talking quarterbacks and wrestling, making wrestling comparisons to quarterbacks and whatnot. It was a lot of fun. I had a very good time. Um, so go check that out uh, on Cover One Fantasy. Um, I'm not known for being a fantasy analyst by any means, um, but yeah, talking quarterbacks is something that I think I'm more than qualified to do at this point. So. so yeah, go check that out. If you like wrestling and you like quarterbacks, that is right up your alley. It was right up mine and it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, Go check out Trivia Bowl 6, uh, which aired a couple nights ago. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Nick Farabaugh still out. He's a two-time Trivia Bowl champion. Our first back-to-back winner since Matt Verderam, um, who well, I'm excited. Hopefully, hopefully will be joining us soon again. I don't know, he's been traveling the world, I guess. I'm going to text you after the show and tell you exactly what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, because there, it's going to be interesting. Okay. So, yeah, um, go check out Trivia Bowl 6 on our YouTube page, uh, which we are lazy with, I will admit. It's just, it's a lot of work, guys, for two people. <laughs> we're only, we're we're just we lads, us. Yes. So, um, you know, we can only do so much, yeah. But, uh, yeah, go check that out on YouTube. Um, I had some, oh, pleasure us on Patreon if you'd like. You send us presents. Thank you. We um, would love it. We would appreciate it. Yeah, but uh, other than that, yeah, thank you as always for watching. We will be back within the week um, with another show like this, you know, breaking down a couple of divisions, Trivia Bowl 7. And uh, yes, thank you so much for joining us as always. We will see you soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.